The Crawford Stand. This week, the president of Crawford Media Group, Don Crawford, is talking about the virtues of work in advance of Labor Day this Monday. Work is necessary for the fulfillment of every human being. Work is required of every person according to his or her capabilities and talents. So saith the Scripture, all of us, all of us must work to survive, to live, to grow, and profit, and be all that we can be and as God intended us to be. Our very own America was built on hard work and is in fact itself a work in progress. The progress depends upon us, us, we the people, how hard we work and how we make things happen. The majority of we the American people are indeed hard workers. And the harder and the better we work, the better America and all of us are. To be sure, nothing comes easy in this life, nothing. Everything we have or enjoy is the product of hard work by someone, whether you or whether me or someone else. You and I must do our share, accomplish our calling for the very short time we have on this precious earth. (laughs) And it really is short. Life, said the wisest man of old, King Solomon, is but a vapor. It's a vapor, here today and gone so soon tomorrow. We should make every working day count to the fullest. Pioneers built our country. They were men and women who did little but hard work morning till night. They farmed land never before productive. They raised animals and used them for work and feed. They built houses and churches and city halls. They built roads and bridges. They built autos and trucks. They built hospitals and invented medicines. They designed and manufactured clothing. They created places for entertainment and worship. They built elaborate and majestic campuses for education and things theological. They built laboratories and science centers, and they sent us deep into space. They were then, and we are now, the workers who made America great. America, the most exciting, creative, human, and social experiment in all of history. You and I should be proud of them, and we should be proud to be workers like they were. The more we work, the better we are caught up, energized, and thrilled by the spirit of America, our exceptional opportunity to pursue our dreams and to build our future. America and those who believe in what it stands for are indeed exceptional, no matter what any politician says. As we work, we should do everything possible to protect and defend the opportunities, the lifestyles, and freedoms which America offers. How wonderful it is that the talent and ability of every individual God made is different, unique. It is marvelous indeed that every single person has talent and gifts, which are in fact different, that is, true divine diversity. None of us are better, at least not in the sight of God, but different only. Each of us has our own special calling, so no matter who you are, you are special. You are. And it is your right, but every bit as importantly your duty, to utilize those God-given talents to the fullest. It is your duty to fulfill your calling. So then, we should not be concerned with what others think, although many of us are, nor should we judge what we do and how we work by the standards of others, nor should we be inhibited by their criticism. For we need to know ourselves, be true to that special self and soul which God has made, and through prayer and meditation come to a full recognition of those talents and be the very person God intended that you and I be. All of that. Oh, we can fail, but we can bounce back. 
The opportunity for growth and change is still available in America, thank God. Ignore rejection and focus. Focus on your calling and you. So then, my fellow Americans, you may be called to be a mother. Be all that you can be as a mother for the sake of your children, and do your God-given calling with all of your might. Or perhaps you are secretary or babysitter. Perhaps you clean for a living. Recognize all such work as a calling, and do your calling with all of your might. Or perhaps you are a plumber or electrician, landscaper, restaurant worker. Do your calling with all of your might, and as you can, as unto the Lord. Or perhaps you are lawyer, accountant, radio salesperson, financial planner. Do your calling with all of your might. And if you are the president of anything, including the president of our great United States, especially him, you perhaps have a calling with higher standards and duties and demands. No one should do a calling better than you with all of your might. So we work. We produce, and as we do, we should expect return, which of course includes money and profit. We work for economic growth and benefit, for the fruit of our labors. We follow the biblical prescription that we can expect, even with minimum work product, the return of that work one for one, or perhaps (laughs) five to one, or even as Scripture indicates, perhaps as much as ten to one or more, as we diligently develop and exploit those talents and capabilities through hard work. The money returned from our work and our efforts and our creativity and our initiative is blessed. It's blessed, and it's right, at least according to Scripture. That money return is right as we become workmen and women worthy of our hire. We plant, as the Scripture says, and Mother Nature waters, and it is God who gives the increase, so the Scriptures say. It is a good thing to make money and to be rewarded for our work. Money supports. Money helps others. Money creates opportunity. The best of us at work, hard work, is exactly what this world of so many entitled needs now more than ever. In fact, hard and productive work is so necessary for this world of entitlements in which we live in order for it to survive and continue. It is well and good indeed to help those all in real need, but all who can, any and all, including those receiving entitlements, should work as they can. But today, unfortunately, it seems, there are those supposedly progressive in thinking who wish to tell us that profit is wrong, especially excess profit as they define it. That profit made is the result of greed, they say, greed at work. Profit, they say, those progressives, is not as a result of hard work or special skills or creativity or something different or better in you, but rather the exploitation of others. Ignore them. Ignore them. You are worthy of the profit and gain of anything you produce at any level of life. The more you invest as a mother, the better your child, perhaps better than others, and you deserve it, and so does the child. Enjoy the fruit, the profit of your labors. When you build something, revel in the fruit of your labors and do it with all of your might. You did build it, and you perhaps built it better than others. For no matter what progressives or others would say, again, you did in fact build it. You did it. You did it yourself. In fact, so much of what is built would not have been built without you or me. Revel in and joy and profit from anything and everything you made happen. 
But work produces much more than money. Those who understand the value of work realize full well that the doing well of anything is the reward itself, the satisfaction, the fulfillment, the full expression of the self among mankind and before God are the best rewards, the best. They are indeed more valuable than money, for money comes and goes. But the rewards of work well done last a lifetime and, in some cases, are in fact eternal. Eternal. We create an earthly balance sheet, do we not? Personal financial and loss statements here and now. But it is the eternal balance sheet which really counts. Nothing goes with you, no matter what you leave behind, but only the heavenly balance sheet you create. For there is always something more, often much more than the work itself or the profit therefrom. There is good. There is good. Often enormous good in work well done, and even very spiritual good. See that clearly as part of the goal of your calling and work, which only adds to the return and the enjoyment. So the work we do can be not only for money or profit, but for non-profit, for worthy causes, for the good of society, the so-called give-back, for the good of society in which we live, for all humanity, especially those in need, for the Christian church, and for the Christ we love and serve, for blood drives, for HIV awareness and treatment, for feeding and sheltering the homeless, for carrying the message of the gospel to forsaken and needy parts of America and the world shepherding and guiding children, tending to the needs of the elderly, visiting and comforting those in prison. Have you done that? The work of the Lord at work for all mankind, as we are called. All of these things make us what we should be before the Lord and our fellow man. So many of us are people of faith, but our faith, saith the Scripture, without works is dead. Whatever you believe, whatever your faith, there is no way for anyone to know whether or not it is real except by your works. Talk is cheap, real cheap. But by the fruits of your labors, your fellow human beings will know you. If there is in fact a work of God in you, a calling, a life objective, the works that you do will prove to others who you are. What you and I do not do also proves who we are. The great thinker Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that not to act is to act. Again, not to act is to act. Negative actions, doing nothing, can be as potent negatively as actual action itself. Unfortunately, there are those who do deceitful works and works of iniquity. They are known for their fraudulent and deceitful acts. They work not for the good of mankind, but only for themselves, for ego, for illicit gain, in a deceitful way. Their works and their lives are in vain. William Shakespeare said that the evil that men do lives after them. The legacy they make and that evil is the only thing remembered here and in eternity if that's what you did. So, my fellow Americans, it is our duty to study, to grow ourselves in our career, and constantly make ourselves better, so that we can show ourselves approved as workmen and women, understanding the objectives, the values, and priorities which are ours, always growing in our understanding, especially the Scriptures, so that we can be approved before God and as well before man, learning, whether a trade or in law, 
or by gaining experience and growing, or by learning from others, or the school of hard knocks, boy, I've been there so many times, and by mistakes, made plenty, learning standards of excellence to which we can aspire, so that we can be all that we can be, working with all of our might, knowing in this world that indeed the night is coming when no man can work. Work while you can, and work the best you can. In this life, we inevitably slow down, do we not? Age, or perhaps we get ill, or infirm, or we lose interest or motivation, and of course our energy and our ability to work dissipates, or perhaps even ends. With that ends opportunity and potential, and we may not have finished what we are called to do. Some retire, or quit, or are forced to retire prematurely. Some of us are fortunate enough to finish and accomplish our objectives and our purposes, while others, others cannot. For us, we are fortunate that even Jesus of Nazareth said in John's Gospel that he had, in fact, finished the work for which the Father had sent him. Wow, what a statement. He had accomplished his objectives. He had fulfilled his purposes, and he did so to his last dying breath. Our goal like his, should be to finish our work, the work for which we were sent by God and meant to do. That is the greatest fulfillment this life can offer. We are called upon by God Almighty to live every day to the fullest. Carpe diem. Carpe diem, my fellow Americans, seize the day. It is the day which the Lord hath made, and for you to work and be productive. Worry not about tomorrow, or the criticism, or the expectations, or even the rejections of any man. Forget about it. The day has its own problems, its own evils, which you cannot control or do anything about. But... Rather, think in terms of how precious every minute of every hour of every day is, and rejoice in that. Maximize the opportunity that minute brings, and whatever your hand finds to do, your calling, do it, my fellow Americans, with all of your might. You will never, ever get a second chance. That minute is used, right, or gone. Every God-given minute is indeed an opportunity there once never to return, so that everything we do, everything, no matter how menial, works together for good. The joy of living is so special. We are told by our Lord that He is come, that we might have life in its most abundant form, and that our joy, our total joy, may be full. Isn't that wonderful? There is joy in every moment as we work, and as we rest, and as we play, and as we love others, and as we understand who we are, and as we become and be all that we can be. Those who love to work and love as much to be productive and make things happen know that the ultimate reward for such work is, again, the very work itself. It's the doing and not the getting. No matter the accolades of man or profit, uh, they both go away, or any other earthly benefit, the ultimate reward, the ultimate satisfaction is the work itself. Nothing but nothing feels better to any right-thinking person than a job well done, having done the best you can with all of your might. So then, for the Christian worker, there is something even greater than works. There is grace, grace, saving grace. And no manner of works can ever equal that. The grace of God at work trumps the works of any man, but when added to works, this grace, it leads to the complete fulfillment of life. 
We can and we should be proud of the works we do. But the work of God in Jesus Christ, the saving grace through Him, is the greatest work of all. The combination of grace producing work, the right work, is the very best thing. That combination is the best thing in life. So, my fellow Americans, work hard. Work hard. Work well. Work with purpose. Know your calling. And do what you were called to do. And do it in each and every minute and hour and day of your life. Do what your Creator would have you do, and you will find fulfillment in that work and in your life. It matters not whether you are housewife or president, millionaire or middle class. Never forget that. You and your work are critically important. You and your work are unique. You are different from all others. God would have it that way. Be all you can be. Again, we do not need the approval or recognition of mankind, however enjoyable that may be. We need to work to be approved by God, who knows us, our every thought and deed. His, his approval is all that matters. I and the Crawford Broadcasting Company honor, we honor and salute all of the men and women in America who work and work hard and make America, family and friends, and all of us so much better, and especially those who work as unto the Lord. Find the work you love to do, really love to do, and you will never work a day in your life. God bless you, work men and women. God bless you. May you be worthy of your hire. And it is because of you and the work you do that God will bless America and you. The views expressed here on the Crawford stand are those of the speaker. And Mr. Crawford, as always, would love to hear from you and know what you think about the value of work. Did you or are you building something? Tell him in your email to stand at crawfordmediagroup.net. When you want to review what you hear, go to our website, crawfordmediagroup.net. The Crawford Stand is a public affairs presentation of Crawford Media Group and this station. Serving God and country. I'm Bill McCormick.